Now, uh, we have uh, lined up to talk with us today somebody, while we're waiting to get a call here, who uh, is actually doing a little bit of research on the idea of the origin of Detroit-style pizza, and she is on with us uh, right now. And I think this is an interesting question because so many of us are big pizza fans. I mean, who doesn't enjoy a, a Motor City pie? Uh, Karen, am I saying your last night, name right? Is it is it Dibus? That is correct, yes. All right, Karen Dibus is here, former reporter, and she's an author, and she's got a book coming out called Dough Town. And I really awesome. want to know who gets credit for creating the Detroit style pizza. What have you found out so far? Well, what's fascinating to me is that this is something that's still up for debate in Detroit. We don't let any of our heroes get away with just claiming something. It's got to be proven time and again. So I'm going to give the prize right now to Gus Guerra, who is the creator of the Detroit style pizza at Buddy's Rendezvous back in 1946. Is that but the one that was in Hamtramck? That's the one that's like the, almost like it gets claimed as Hamtramck on some maps, but it's at Six and Conant in Detroit. Right. Yeah, I remember. I remember going to that one, and I think if I if I recall correctly, in the beginning, like back in the early early days, one of the things that made that pie so delicious was they greased the pan with see, bacon even, grease. Even that's up for debate. Can you imagine? Down to the core of the ingredients, like oh, you really? put oil in the pan. Some people say that does that goes against wow. what the original was intended as, whereas others really have altered the recipe based on their chef's knowledge or training to make it a much more delicious pie, dare we say it, than it was back in 1946. Because you have innovators like a guy named Sean Randazzo, who created Detroit-style pizza company, who really, in a way, him and a, the Hunt brothers from downriver, they should get credit for even creating the term Detroit-style pizza. All of right. us just knew it as something square. Well, Karen, let's get back to basics quickly here. What is the criteria? What exactly defines a Detroit-style pizza? Okay, so this is the basics. You have to have this beautiful, light, fluffy dough. So everybody thinks Detroit-style, if they've never had it, is like a big, dense piece of bread, but it's really not. If done right, it is extremely airy and very simply made for ingredients. And then it goes into a, a lidded, you know, or, not, or like a high-walled pan. That's really key, almost like a focaccia would be, so that against that wall, when you throw the cheese on next, right. where that cheese hits the side and starts to caramelize and get uh, like a frico, the, the chefs would call it, then right. you add your ingredients. Some purists say only pepperoni, and then your, your sauce on top, which is basically just tomatoes, milled tomatoes. Don't yeah. add even oregano. It's no a, sugar. It's a, it's interesting how that comes together. And then I remember reading or hearing somewhere along the line that the reason that they, they made it in a pan instead of on a, a flat surface or, or putting it in a, an oven the way we, we see them with a big paddle, they use those pans because they became available from the auto plants that they're actually parts trays where they would wash you know nuts and bolts. And whoever started all of this in the kitchen – uh, needed some pans, and that's all they could get their hands on. Is that is that a true story? That's, again, a, a big area of debate, and that's where if the public wanted to help, I'll take suggestions. The the tracking down of the actual customer who is said to have helped Gus Guerra with those pans and what, what 
tool and die or factory did they come from? That's one thing I'm trying to trace. Okay. What happened was, I'm going to guess, is Gus was using kind of like his family's bread pans to first start making the pizzas. And then because they became so popular, I think that's where you had to source some, you know, high, high quantity product. And of course, being the Motor City, we had all these auto factories and excess things that probably could have been uh, adapted. And we're the classic DIY community. Nobody wastes anything in Detroit. My guess is Gus and his family, when they're making those pizzas, was like, hey, that's the right shape. That's mm-hmm. a nice density. So the steel of the pan is part of the reason why you got that cheese crusted up so beautifully that we all adore. Right. And so it was just a beautiful marriage of location, culture, because you know neighbors helping neighbors in Detroit, and we're all getting through. And this beautiful uh, country of San Marino, where Gus is from, where they made these kind of unique pizzas with the sauce on top. All right. Hey, hang on a second. Uh, tell you what we're going to do, Karen. We're going to take a break. Come right back and finish up with you because I want to find out a little bit more and find out how people can help you with your upcoming book when the Great Michigan Weekend continues here on WJR. Stay with us. We're on the phone this morning with Karen Dibus, who's writing a book called Dough Town about the origin of the Detroit-style pizza. And boy, I got to tell you, Karen, you're you're really all in on this, really doing a job uh, putting all this together. The book is not out yet, but people can can help you with stories they've heard or information they may have. Is that how it works? Oh, that would be the best thing that could ever happen is if I can have people who are eating at Buddy's, who worked at Buddy's, Louis, or Shields in the 40s, 50s, 60s, you know, some of these really unique decades when this recipe is being developed and reputations are being made. Anyone who knew the owners, who hung out, Anybody worked at the places, like those kind of stories are priceless. And if we can put them all together in this book, because we're going to start with the history of it. We're going to talk about the people who took it national and now international. Like we are honestly representing all across the world, this Detroit style pizza. And then what's going to happen next? So it's a really fun topic. I mean, how could you not love talking about pizza and having to sample all these pies it's just the best job ever Karen, are you confident that you're going to be able to pinpoint at the end of the day exactly who is responsible as a creator of detroit style pizza i think so i think so because the companies themselves are in somewhat of an agreement they just really debate some of the finer points of it and i love that they do that these are very passionate either second generation owners or they're some of the people who are uh, really were there when some of the magic started to happen and, and these brands took off and became household names. So they, they have a lot vested in who gets credit. So it's good to see lively debate. And I love when we can really take a subject and dive deeply into it, especially right. food. Well, you know, uh, I think people do have stories, and especially people listening to our show who might be a little older and remember uh, the early days, how did they get in touch with you so that you can uh, work with them and, and hear their stories? Well, I have a website, just karendibus.com. If they can figure out that great Polish last name, how to spell it, my name should pop right up uh, when they're looking. But also if they find me on any social media, Karen Dibus on you know Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, wherever they can find me, uh, send me a note or you know whatever would work for them. Um, my email I would throw out there, but I'll probably end up with some sort of Okay. <laughs> it's, it's, it's spelled D as in David, Y, B-I-S, correct? Yep. B, B as in boy, I, S as in Sam, as I always say. Yep. Is it, uh, 
Okay, is it originally Dibyshinsky or something like that? Yeah, yeah, it probably had about five or six more letters, but whoever at Ellis Island decided <laughs> okay. that you had enough, we got to <laughs> get <laughs> yeah, you can't use any more letters from our alphabet. Uh, I think this is a great topic, and we talk about pizza because everybody loves it. And I happen to know that um, it, in some parts of the country, especially down south, restaurants are starting to add as a specialty pizza on their menus um, Detroit-style pizza. You'll see it right next to New York-style yep. or artesian-style. And there actually is a place near West Palm Beach, Florida – and I wish I could remember the name. I'll figure it out. But uh, they actually, their whole restaurant is built on Detroit style pizza and it's aimed at uh, snowbirds. Oh, the, the pizza industry loved this. When Sean Randazzo, formerly of Cloverleaf and then of his own company, started making pizzas like this at competitions, the pizza industry immediately reacted and the game was on of who could get the, the best version of this style out there. Because you got to innovate in any kind of restaurant. You want to add new things to your menu. And Detroit style has that cheese at the corners. It mm -hmm. really, they've taken off and they've innovated it. There's cookbooks coming out with whole sections devoted to Detroit style pizza in it. So we're legit. The whole culinary world really devotes themselves to studying what we're doing and making it their own. So I think that's a great tribute, again, to, to Detroit culinary history it and is. our makers. Yeah, and the funny part about it is, and I've been a pizza freak for a long, long time, and I, I love Detroit-style pizza, and there's two things I feel are true about it. One is, it's got to be hot, you know, right out of the oven, hot. And the second thing is, it's almost impossible to make in your own home kitchen. Why is that? Well, the, the key to it, and there's a lot of, of the people in the culinary world, the chefs who are studying this, who believe you can, but you got to get a pizza steel or a ceramic plate to place in your oven because when you put that dough on it, that's when you're going to get the, the proper heat. Um, a lot of the times when you're keeping the oven going, the internal heat's not high enough or, you know, you got to right. crank it up to that 550. So a Detroit style can be done at home. There's, there's like whole Facebook groups devoted to studying it, you know, the right <laughs> dough hydration. I mean, it gets down to the minutiae of what flour brand you're using and what kind of yeast and where did your tomatoes come from? Are they San Marzino's? So mm. It can be done, but it takes a bunch of study and a lot of tests and a lot of trial and error. So that's the challenge I throw down to any home chef. I think they could make a good Detroit style. Probably a lot easier, Karen, just to go buy one. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And that's the best some... thing about our places. They got great atmosphere. So many great uh, pizza choices in Michigan. I know everybody's got a favorite. I, I know uh, for years our favorite thing to do was to go to the Woodward Dream Cruise and get a Hungry Howie's pizza and sit on the curb. And great just pie. All, all the cars go by. Great pie. We have so many great brands that are uh, locally owned or started here. And then you get into You start talking about a debate. You bring up who's got the best pizza, and you'll be talking for days. Oh, definitely. I think that's one of the best things about living here is that we have the diversity of pizza style. I mean, you have a New Haven style at Detroit, at the, the Farmington Hills area, Detroit Tomatoes of Pizza. You've got mm -hmm. all the great Neapolitan places, Pizza Plex in Detroit, and uh, Pizza Vino, I think it's called, in Plymouth. And so you can try every kind of pizza style you want. And then, like you say, when you get it hot straight from the oven, it's an amazing place 
I think we have to really count our blessings that right. Detroit is home to these great chefs. 